All right, so I guess we should just get started. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the first episode ever of Fuzzy Lives Forever. A podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals. And somebody who loves animals a lot. Welcome. We are your co-hosts. I am Emma, and this is my husband. Will is my name, and I am a veterinarian. I work with small, little furry animals, mostly dogs and cats, um, at a small hospital here in southern Nevada. And I am not a veterinarian. I am a teacher. I'm a sixth grade teacher, middle school English teacher. I also blog about using um, technology in the classroom, and I do and teach yoga, and I just really like animals a lot. Yes, you do. I do. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And we, we have two animals personally at the moment, just two cats. Right. Um, so our credibility is not super high there, but, but you got to trust us on On our... a daily basis, I do interact with... A lot of animals. A lot of them. And I interact with a lot of young children, which is pretty much... They're pretty much hairless animals. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, let's start by um, just talking a little bit about um, who we are and, and how we fell in love with animals or how we got into this profession, starting with you. Why did you become a veterinarian? Well, um, I became a vet because I have always felt um, a connection with animals like many people have. Mm-hmm. And my best buddy was a dog named George. Um, and he was a big old black lab that we got when I was around 12 years old. And like many people have had the experience, he was my uh, he was my buddy. He was my confidant. And when you're going through a tough time, especially when you're a, a lanky, uh, awkward teenager. Yeah, I know um, them. <laughs> I know the type. Yeah, you, you really need a friend like that. And dogs are always positive and they live in the moment and they're there for you. And um, he was with me through the, the time I got into college. And um, I was a little lost for a, a while there. But then mm-hmm. I realized that working with animals and trying to help animals was a great way to also help people because there's a lot of people out there who have uh, a fuzzy friend um, name with, with a name of its own, you know, kind of like a, a George, everybody mm-hmm. has their own George. And so, um, I decided to become a vet so that I could try and keep, um, our furry friends happy and healthy. And, um, it was partly through my own experience with some vets who helped George out, um, mm-hmm. and kept him going for a few extra years of, of healthy living. And, um, and so I think we all have our George who in this case, uh, we call fuzzy, And uh, that's kind of where the title of the podcast came from is that, um, you know, everybody has their dog or their cat or their other pet that they love. And so we're we're calling him Fuzzy. And and the dream would be that Fuzzy lives forever. You know, unfortunately, it's... We all want that. We all want that. It's not it's not always possible, but it's kind of like the ideal. And so right. the ideal is that we do what we can to, to keep our pets happy and healthy. And, um, and I think that as a vet, I see a lot of things in the clinic which are preventable or they come from misunderstandings of our animals. And, um, and so I really want to explore our relationship with the animals that we share our lives with, you know, dogs and cats, but even the other ways that people and animals interact mm. um, in the modern world. So Love that's, it. yeah, that's me. You know, Love that's, it. that's why we, we thought that this would be a fun way to, to get the message out. And Dr. Pass presents fuzzy lives as long as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
it's just less catchy. Yeah. It's less catchy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's me. What about you? Well, you know. But I do know. <laughs> even though I am not the trained veterinarian, I have been an animal, animal lover my whole life. And I feel like deep animal lovers, you either go one of two ways with the veterinary thing. They either want to be one or that they know that they would never be able to handle it because seeing sick and hurt animals all the time is too much for me. When you tell me about animals at the end of your day, I often cry or tear up. It's just, I love them. Yeah, it's a lot sometimes. I really do. Yeah. Um, I spent most of my life trying to convince my dad to get a dog. And through the process, he made several compromises, which landed us with lizards, bunnies, uh, rats, mm. hamsters, uh, guinea pig. I almost said hedgehog. It's not a hedgehog. A guinea pig. Um, cats. And then finally, when I was around your same age, I think I was about 11. So this same kind of like middle years, really trying to figure yourself out, insecure time. I was like, it's time to get a dog. And I went on a hard campaign to my dad. I started leaving him post-it notes on his coffee creamer and in the inside of his bathroom mirror. And I was making like persuasive arguments and making all sorts of promises. And he finally cracked. Did you make a PowerPoint? I didn't make a PowerPoint, but I think it was slightly before the time of PowerPoint. Oh, true, but true. I did make a um, a persuasive letter with bullet point lists of mm. all the things I was going to be responsible for, mm -hmm. which unfortunately it's a classic tale. Kind of fell through. <laughs> I did not end up walking my dog twice a day or mm -hmm. being the sole care and, and responder for her, but. He did crack, and I got my dog, Bella, for my 11th birthday, and Bella is and was definitely my George. She was... She was fuzzy. <laughs> she was my fuzzy. Yeah, she was my fuzzy, and um, she was in my life from 11 until I was about 23, and we had a lot of veterinarians help us out on the way she ate barbie heads and she ate she ate some chocolate yeah she but did not receive veterinary care sticks and, and yet survived and she got impaled by a fence and you know all that good stuff so all that good stuff and she had diabetes <laughs> and she had diabetes so she went through the ringer a yeah bit. she went through the ringer and and i'm glad to have had her in my life as long as she was my fuzzy mm-hmm yeah, so that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast is is for anybody who has or have has had a fuzzy in their life that they want to Yeah. It's just it's just talk about, learn about, talking about what's going on in the world of pets and animals and, animals and probably going to throw in some tips and ideas for taking care of your pets a little bit better or maybe understanding pets in a new light. Mm. That's what I hope anyway. Cool. So let's get started. What is our first episode topic? Flu. The flu. The deadly dog flu. Which is, I feel like, very timely because the flu has been bad this year it's in been bad. humans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it, like, been equally bad in animals this year? And are they related? It has not been equally bad. Okay. <laughs> um, the media, I think, has become attached to the idea of dog flu because of the exposure that human flu has been getting. Mm -hmm. um, the dog flu, on the other hand, which, by the way, is a different strain of the virus. You cannot right. get flu from your dog. 
but they are of the same type. Obviously, they're both types of flu virus that mm -hmm. dogs and, and people can get. Um, and so we do see them at this time of year. And they, for dogs, these cases have been far more regional. And so most recently, we've been having an outbreak in California and mm -hmm. Nevada, which is we are in the southern part of Nevada. Right. And it's, it's been uh, going strong um, up in Reno. And, um, and on a daily basis now, maybe even multiple times a day, people are asking about the flu. And, um, and so I think it's, it, it might be helpful just to kind of talk about okay. what, what it is and, and what we should be worried about with the flu. And, and what, if, if we are, uh, should, should we be fearing the flu maybe as much as the media is that why your first bullet point is, are we all going to die? Are we all going to die? <laughs> are all of our dogs going to die from the flu? And the answer is no. No, they're not. The I think the, the first and most important thing to remember about the flu is that for most dogs, it is not a fatal illness. Um, you know, unfortunately, there, there are dogs who will succumb to the flu, like there are people who succumb to the flu. But is it the same where it's like, immune compromised dogs like old dogs or that yeah kind of thing? it is kind of the same thing you know in in um in dogs we see we, we're probably the most worried about puppies okay. yeah um, we're puppies puppies right. and and you could also make the argument for older dogs or, or dogs that have other issues already right so um, just like humans yeah just like humans so there's a lot of um, analogs to, to what's going on in with people but with dogs we for example i've, I've seen a boxer recently that is uh that came out of a a, a pet store in Vegas. What's his name? His name, I cannot divulge for medical reasons. Oh, really? <laughs> for, yeah, confidentiality. I always ask you that. Okay, give me a, a made-up name then. Uh, let's call him Maximus. Okay. So Maximus, an adorable four-month-old puppy, came in, um, had been adopted from the shelter very recently, uh, excuse me, from a pet store very recently, and he was having green discharge from his nose, okay. discharge from his eyes. He was coughing and sneezing, super low energy, didn't want to eat. And he had a couple things that were kind of against him. Um, quick disclaimer, he's doing fine, just okay, by the good. way. He's still with <laughs> us. But he is, as a boxer, he's kind of a snub-nosed, or we call him brachycephalic breed. So these dogs like boxers and bulldogs and shih tzus. And pugs. And pugs. They all have snub-noses, which are cute, but they all also have a hard time breathing in the best of times Aww. you know they've got small nostrils and they have long soft palates and so they can't breathe and so then what did you call them again brachycephalic i love brachycephalic dogs <laughs> they're cute they're they cute. have their own little issues and so um when you throw in a bunch of mucus and that kind of thing then they can have a hard time breathing and so um what happened with maximus was he was having a hard time and because he's a puppy his immune system is not very well developed he's a snub-nosed breed and so he's uh he's got a hard time there and he uh, was developing pneumonia at the same time. So we took mm. x-rays and we could see that there's increased amount of fluid in his lungs um, and inflammation in his lungs. And it, we weren't sure if it was just the viral part or if there's a secondary bacterial infection. But we put him on antibiotics and um, he was in a place where he, he really was a candidate to be hospitalized. You know, he wasn't mm. eating and drinking. And he probably could have done with some oxygen therapy, but for financial reasons, the, the owners couldn't do that. The interesting other part of the story is they paid $3,000 for him, oh my gosh. which is a whole different topic, but he's pulling through on his antibiotics. And so he, even a dog that's, you know, a puppy and, and brachycephalic with some attention can do okay with the flu. Quick question. Uh -huh. Antibiotics to treat the flu? 
So no, not directly. Or the pneumonia? So yeah, so the, the secondary. they'll get secondary infections. Right. Yes, yeah, so they'll the get the, the flu itself, a virus you cannot you treat that's with what bra- I, bacteria. Yeah. And that's, that's the tricky thing about the flu is that there's no way to directly uh, target the flu except with right. a medication called Tamiflu, which is something they use in people mm. and would potentially be effective in dogs too. The tricky part is you have to start using it in the first 24 to 48 hours. Ah, it's but how not do you know? Yeah. So that's... You had the flu. Right. And so, so yeah. you, you mentioned like the mucus and stuff. Like how, how could you tell your dog had the flu? Yeah. that's So here's the tricky part is that there, there are tests for the virus. Mm. But in our clinic, for example, which is a, uses a, a large lab that is common nationally, um, the cost of testing for the flu is about $300 for an <sighs> owner. Yeah, so it's a lot. And then the other tricky part is that test would, I believe it takes about five to seven days to come back. Hmm. So if you take, and it's too late. No Tamiflu. There you go. So you can't use the Tamiflu. And then it's also, yeah. But what about like at home? Like I've got a dog, he seems Mm -hmm. XYZ. Like Mm -hmm. at what point might I think he has the flu? So that's like what are the symptoms that I look for? Yeah, so the big ones are being low energy, Mm -hmm. having discharge from the nose and the eyes, like green discharge, snot, Snot. yeah, snotty stuff. Sorry, discharge with (laughs) snot, mucus and snot. Um, And now dogs will cough, they'll sneeze, and they won't want to eat. The okay. tricky part is there's other stuff that have those same symptoms. Right. And that's where a vet comes in. And I think maybe right. that's maybe one of we one of the hallmarks of Fuzzy Lives Forever is that Dr. Google and the news Right. We'll never replace going to see a vet because right. we 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 are trained to try and figure out what's <laughs> going on. Um, and there's other things like kennel cough, which is a broad term for other types of viruses or bacteria that dogs can pick up. Right. And also other things like, for example, heart failure in a dog can cause coughing. You know, you're probably not going to see the discharge from the nose or the, the snot, as we should call it. Um, <laughs> but dogs will cough and they'll be low energy. And if you just said, oh, my dog's got the flu, I'm just going to give it time. Your dog could be in heart failure and right. only x-rays and a vet paying attention to what's going on. Would they be able to differentiate between the two? And they have completely different treatments and completely different outcomes. Right. And that's why you can't just say, I'll just follow this, this box, check, check these boxes and do right. it at home. So even though there might not be specific treatments that your vet can give you for the flu, it's still better to bring your dog in because those symptoms are pretty broad and... And it still could be a number of other things yeah, besides the flu. Right. And I think that is it's... There, yeah. Sorry. Is there anything else that you... Like, it, the Tamiflu sounds like that's pretty rare that that would be used. But what else might you do for a dog that has the flu yeah, that so comes in? It depends on the severity. Yeah. But if you were... For, for a mild case at home, you would just want to help your dog rest. And mm-hmm. so cut back on the walks. Make sure you got a nice comfy bed to relax in. Um, encourage your dog to eat. And so if he doesn't want to eat his usual food, you can throw in something tasty, kind of lean, like a little bit of chicken breast chicken. or something like that. Uh, maybe some tuna fish. Try to avoid high fat stuff. but No uh, cheese. No cheese. Yeah, no, <laughs> dairy's never good. Low sodium chicken broth, that kind of thing. And then an easy thing to do at home is is uh, a kind of a poor man's version of something called nebulization, which is okay. basically humidifying the air. So oh. if you take a hot shower and you close the door and let the steam roll out, as long as your dog isn't stressed out by this, and some dogs will be, if they yeah. are, don't do it. But if your dog's relaxed about it, keep him in the bathroom with you when you take a shower. Mm. And this is kind of like a dog's version of steaming. Right. You know? And so it'll help 
it'll help humidify the passages and it'll help bring blood flow to the respiratory uh, areas oh, and, and, so and help the dog uh, breathe a little bit better. Yeah. That's one of the only things you can really do at home. And then if in a severe case, vets will give IV fluids yeah. and they'll give oxygen and stuff. But as far as at home, you know, keeping the air a little bit humid for, for helping breathing and giving them a chance to recover, you know, don't go to the dog park, don't go anywhere you could, your dog could spread it to another dog. That's only right. a kind thing to do for other dogs out there and just take it easy. You know? Well, that, that makes me wonder, what about, um, I know that they said in humans this year, the vaccine that humans got for the flu was not effective. There are flu vaccines for dogs. As yeah, well? yeah. That's that's a good a good question. There's the flu uh, strain that we're having an outbreak with right now in California, and Nevada. In dogs. In dogs. Excuse me. Is is H three N two, and the one we saw before we've seen more of before is H three N eight. Okay. So there is a vaccine for both of those. It's mm-hmm. called a bivalent vaccine, and so if you are wanting to get your dog vaccinated, which if your dog's going to be interacting with other dogs, like you know, dog park. dog park, groomer, boarding, yeah. that kind of stuff, then your dog probably should get the vaccine, especially yeah. if we're in a high risk area like Nevada. Yeah. Um, and there is a vaccine, you get one, and then three weeks later, you get the second shot, kind of uh-huh. like a booster. Yeah. And then it's just a one shot thing every year after that. Um, and so if, if you're seeing a lot of outbreak in, in your particular area, for example, Reno has seen a lot, yeah. it might be worthwhile backing off on all the community dog stuff while you uh, get your dog vaccinated to protect them. But it is more effective. Like you said, in people this year, it hasn't been very effective, but we find that this vaccine is effective for the flu and there's not a lot of downside to it. And so it's worth considering for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I wish I had a dog. (laughs) Me too. Our listeners would be surprised to know that. We don't actually have a dog. We don't. <laughs> it's it's a plan in the future. Right. And I mean, that could be its own episode because I think that we, we're waiting for to, to get a yard. Yeah. I think one of our big we things is we want to make sure we have a good environment for a dog. And, yeah. And we want to make sure our dog has a yard and has, yeah. has the... A fence. A fence. And and a dog door. Yeah. And we just don't have that right now because yeah. we're kind of starting out. Yeah. So is there anything that we... Any rock unturned for the flu conversation? I think that's a pretty good general cover. You know, I think one thing to, to keep in mind with, with Vegas, and I know this is very, very local, but it kind of ties into the whole flu deal, is that with people and dogs, flu is seasonal. Yeah. So it depends on the temperature and the humidity. And there's a whole bunch of different studies. They don't totally know exactly the best um, situation for the flu, but it tends to kind of peter out as we get into April. And mm-hmm. so even though there's been, been an outbreak in Reno right now, Reno runs maybe 15 to 20 degrees colder than we do. Ah. And the flu likes cold and dry. Right. It's not that your immune system gets beaten up in the cold like some people think. It's more that the, flu, the, the virus likes those environments. It thrives on cold. it. And so we may not see as big of a problem in Vegas because we have a different climate. Um, The flu really doesn't live too long in the environment. And especially as it warms up above 70 degrees or so, which fingers crossed it'll do soon. The virus isn't going to do very well here. And so what we're hoping is that we don't see a big problem with it and that it, it dies out. Just another reason... I hate the cold weather. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. don't like cold weather. <laughs> and of course the flu would. Like, yes, of course. Gnarly virus yeah. likes the cold weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like the sunshine. I do. <laughs> I like the warm. <laughs> but I think that kind of covers it. You know, that's the that's the gist of the flu. Don't be too afraid. If your dog's high risk, get vaccinated. And if you do think your dog has the flu, go to the vet. 
you know, get that reassurance yeah. at the very least or have a point of contact so that if your dog does start to have problems, you can you can help them out because sometimes antibiotics are needed and, and you, mm-hmm. you should really have a, a professional guide right. for the flu if you think if you're worried about it. You got a smarty pants like Dr. Will over here. <laughs> Check him out. <laughs> All right, so I have a couple of segments for us. The first one I am calling Rapid Fire Questions. I've created <laughs> a list of 10 questions for the doctor. Okay. And you have to answer them quickly. This is news to me. I just <laughs> like to point out. These are like common what things. What kind of questions are they? The questions about being a veterinarian. Because okay. I think since this is our first show, um, it might be interesting just to hear kind of like behind the scenes, like right. what is it like to really be a veterinarian? Yeah. yeah. So I, I have 10 questions for you. I didn't time this out yet, so I'm not okay. sure how long you get to I'll respond, just be, but I'll they got to be like snappy. Honest and quick. Snap, Maybe snap, you'll snap. just snap at me. Can I look at the questions or are you going to no, hide them? No, <laughs> I'm going to ask them to you. Okay. I'm going to start the clock. How short do my answers have to be? Quick. Like <laughs> one to five word answers. One to five words. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Here's my timer. Okay. It's time for rapid fire questions. That's a ready? catchy name. <laughs> Question one. How many patients do you see in a day? 10 to 20. How long is each appointment on average? 20 to 30 minutes. Do you see more dogs or cats? Dogs. Which injuries do you accrue more from dogs or cats as you work? You mean from them, like hurting me? (laughs) I luckily haven't been injured at all, but- Scratches, bites. Uh, Man, it's it's an even spread. Got (laughs) shoes. It's an even spread. Three seconds. Dogs. Have you been peed on more by dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what is the strangest or more, most exotic animal that you've seen? Oh, Bengal tiger. Mm, yes, at yeah. the veterinary school. Yeah. What is the most common ailment you see? Diarrhea. Um, <laughs> what is the best animal name you've heard? Uh, grandma. Dog or cat? It was a. Uh, it was a. It was a. No, it was, it was Grandpa, and it was a cat. Cat named Grandpa. Because they like to say, he said he wanted to say, we're going to take Grandpa to the vet, or we're going to get Grandpa <laughs> neutered. <laughs> Long or short hair? For what? That's just my question. Oh, short hair, way easier. <laughs> what experience can you most closely relate being a vet to? What? That, that most people have had. What is being a vet like? What can you relate it to? Juggling knives. <laughs> and ding, 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 ding. That is all we have well, that for That feels like a little dramatic questions. for juggling knives. Would you like to expand upon your last, your last answer? I, I guess it's most like running an obstacle course while trying to solve math problems. Hmm. I don't think that's an experience people have had. I mean, it's kind no. of unique. I think it's probably, honestly, probably the closest experience that people are familiar with is being a server at a restaurant. Mm, I've done that. With with a lot it's of hard. people wanting you to do very specific things mm-hmm. with very high demands. Um, and there's probably, there's more crying. Yeah. Well, it depends what kind of a restaurant you <laughs> That's have. true. 
<laughs> but it's 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 pretty fast paced, and this is general practice. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of vets out there, and so yeah. just being general practice, general dog practice and cat vet. vet. You know, it's it's fast. People have high demands. There's high emotions, um, and there's there's a uh, so your brain's working really fast, and you're trying to deliver, and it's also kind of a a customer service job, you yeah. know, which is maybe a side of it that I didn't quite fully anticipate. Yeah. But you really are trying to keep people happy. And you have keep lots their of dogs different and rooms, healthy. just like you have different right. tables. Exactly. And you're yeah. kind of running between the rooms, yeah, exactly. getting tests yeah. and yeah. answering questions. Yeah. Juggling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like juggling. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did a good job with rapid fire questions. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. How did you I tried like the to be questions. Honest. I love that. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. It good. was good. I liked it. All right, and our final segment for our first episode of Fuzzy Lives Forever is slightly contested segment. We'll have to see what the listeners think about it. <laughs> Will isn't completely sure, but this segment I'm calling Animals on the Internet Ooh. because I spend a little bit more time than Will on social media sites like Facebook and I, I YouTube and Instagram and a Twitter. Lot more time. Yeah, Will spends no time. I spend. I'm like a social media hermit. Yes, and I, I, I do it a lot. And so as you may or may not know, there are a plethora of amazing animals Good out word. there on the internet. So for each episode <laughs> I'm gonna introduce a new animal for you to go check out online. My first animal on the internet is my very favorite YouTube cat. Maru. Also my favorite YouTube, YouTube cat. cat. <laughs> Our favorite YouTube cat, Maru. Maru. Quick description. Maru is a Scottish fold. Which is a breed of cat. Which is a breed of cat. It's kind of like a snub nose face a little bit. Yeah. What's, what's that yeah. word you taught me? Brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. <laughs> Brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. We're going to go until we get it. Brachycephalic. Brach. Cephalic. No, brachycephalic. 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 There we go. <laughs> That's good. Brachycephalic cat uh-huh. uh, named Maru. He lives in Japan mm-hmm. with his um, very witty owner who films videos of Maru who loves to get into boxes. So no matter <laughs> what size or shape box you put in, bar- in front of Maru... He will get into the box. It's so it's so good. And as you describe it, if I hadn't seen it, I would think that that's not that great. But it is. But it really is. It's He's amazing. this fat little cat, and he wants to be in a box so bad. He's he and squirms he squeezes and he squeezes. Into them. It really has to, you have to see it. You have to I see mean, it. I mean, that's so, the point, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post uh, the link to Mara's video on our Facebook and Instagram pages. So if you have Facebook and or Instagram, you can find us at Fuzzy Lives Forever. Check out the videos, uh, follow the links, and we are going to do our very first listener raffle contest. So if you leave a comment on our... I know I didn't tell you this. (laughs) If you leave a comment on our Instagram or Facebook page on the the link about Maru, um, any comments, we are going to put your name into a drawing mm. and you will win an undetermined prize. Wow. The next time we do a Mystery. podcast. Because I don't know what it is. Are we going to send this to somebody? I don't know. This is this a very prize exciting. prize is undetermined. It's so mysterious that we don't even know what the prize yes. is. That's really exciting. So once again, you can, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Fuzzy Lives 
forever. So go check it out. I'll probably post some pictures of George and Bella there too. That'd be nice. Yeah. Just I, so they can see. Yeah. Maybe some pictures of us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to hide if I could. <laughs> FLF4L. You know? We could have like a little uh, You mean a hashtag? I, Will ask me about hashtags. What's a hat? Is the hashtag... I should ask. What's that? I think that's all. I think that's, that's it. All we have today. That's it. Thank you for listening to oh. everybody out there. And we'll see you next time. Fuzzy lives forever. Bye. Or as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.